Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Talks from Sacred Solidarity. I am Christian. I'm a spiritual mentor. All of my content is about healing you and helping you reach your highest self. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in once again. Make sure you guys check us out on Instagram at Sacred Solidarity just so you can keep up to date with all of the content, all of the events, all of the tea. And if you guys are interested in online community, in a group chat, or in a book club, you can get all of that information and then some from the Instagram at sacred solidarity so yes guys let's just get right into this episode i hope you guys have been feeling incredible i'm finally in my new place i've been talking to you guys about wanting to move and getting into a new place and i am here i feel like i'm officially settled in i think i would say that um and if i'm not yet then i definitely will be here um officially officially settled in in the next couple of weeks But nevertheless, I really have been enjoying this new space. But I wanted to talk to you guys this evening about my entrepreneurship journey and just kind of drop some gems about some things that I have learned about my journey. Faith from the Sacred Solidarity group chat, um, who is no stranger to my online community. Hey, Faith. Faith suggested that I give a little insight about, you know, the things that I've learned from being an influencer, the things that I've learned from working with Instagram in the beginning of my career, and, you know, just different things that I have experienced and learned as I've been working with social media. And if you guys know me, then you know that I've been working full-time in social media since 2020. Um, 2018, was the last time I had a job. But before the pandemic, I was a hairstylist. So I was a stylist from 2018 to 2020. And then from 2020 on, I've been a YouTuber full-time, running my apothecary full-time, and yeah, doing my readings, doing my mentorships and things like that. But that is my job. That is all I do. So of course, I feel, you know, going into my third, going into my fourth year, I would say now, Um, I feel like I'm still learning all the time. There's still different things that I'm wanting to try and wanting to do. You know, I still look at people who have been doing this for 10 years and 15 years and 20 years sometimes, you know, really admiring them. Um, Well, maybe not 20 years. Um, Well, I don't know, actually, because maybe I'll say a solid 10 or 11. Like, I know some people that we've been looking at online, they've literally been been online for 10 years. Um, The big, big, big artists and the big, you know, um, content creators have been around for a while. So I have been doing this full time for three years. I've been on YouTube since 2017. Um, So I feel like I'm still pretty new in this, but I do feel like I've learned a lot. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So if you are interested in being an entrepreneur, if you're interested in stepping back into a career or a side hustle even in creating content, then we can get into it. A lot of things have changed as well about creating content on social media. So we're going to talk about that too. But let's just get into it, guys. So let's just get into it, guys. And first things first, the most common issue that I see amongst business owners that I work with, you guys know I do business mentoring as well, um, where I do business mentorships. And I also, you know, do like one hour counseling sessions about your business. So a lot of the clients I work with have an issue with just getting started. They're uncomfortable posting their content. They don't know if it's going to get views, if it's going to get engagement, if it's going to look right, if it's going to be exactly what it needs to be, you know, if 
they're going to post it and realize, oh, I could have done something better. So I feel the advantage that I had in most of what I do now is that I really stumbled upon it. You know, whenever I created the Instagram Pageant Queen Pixie, which is now Real Pixie, but whenever I created Pageant Queen Pixie, I really just wanted to create an Instagram for me to share about my spiritual journey. I wasn't comfortable sharing it on my original Instagram that I had had since high school because my journey and the things that I talk about are very sacred to me. So I'm pretty private online anyway, you know, like I let you guys know about the things that I'm dealing with um, because it helps me, you know, help you guys. It helps me tell my story. It helps me give you guys advice and help us all relate to each other and helps you guys to know you're not alone. But whatever I don't have to tell y'all, I do not tell y'all. Like I don't put too, too, too much of myself online. And that's even now. So think about before when I was just like creating looks strictly just for fun in college. So whenever I started going through, you know, thinking differently, feeling differently, um, and being more 24 seven with my walk with God, my spiritual beliefs, you know, always praying, always manifesting, always cleansing my energy, always looking for signs. Like it's a different thing to just, you know, go on church on Sunday and, um, you know, not really think about it the rest of your week and the rest of your week, you're stressed, you're confused. You don't know how to make sense of anything. It's another thing to start applying the things that you've been learning to your life. So as I was applying the things that I was learning to my life, listening to my intuition, meeting people, having amazing conversations, finding out who I was growing up a lot in a short amount of time, I created Pageant Queen Pixie. I wanted a space online where I could be my most authentic self. And I posted all kinds of stuff. I posted photos of me. I posted inspirational stuff. I started making playlists. I used to go outside every day and make content. I used to post an Oracle card and post downloads for the day and talk about how I was feeling and what I was experiencing. And I developed a following off of that. I built followers up off of that. Um, I didn't really have any plans for Pageant Queen Pixie. I didn't really know that that it will become my platform. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't have that you know, knowledge beforehand, because I probably would have done what most of you guys do, which is really, really stress, overthink, want it to be perfect because you're like, oh my God, I'm going to represent myself to the world this way. I need to make sure it's this and this and this. I think that's why, you know, the burner account vibe of social media is coming back because I think you always do better when it seems effortless, you know, the things that you choose to share with your audience. And I feel like you actually get more engagement when you're being effortless in your posting. Um, that's definitely one of the biggest things I've learned. When you spend hours thinking about a post or hours going over a post, or you go to 17 different locations trying to get the perfect picture and perfect lighting and it doesn't work out, you can take a picture in two seconds or post something without even thinking about it. Just being like, oh, this might be cool and post it. And it will get the best engagement ever. It'll be your most viral moment, your most liked photo. But the thing that you spend hours and hours thinking about won't really do that well and it's like dang I put all this effort into this but they don't like this they like the stuff that I don't put effort into and I don't think it's necessarily not putting effort into something. I think it's just about things being effortless naturally. You know, you don't have to overthink when you're just being your natural self. You don't have to overthink when you're just doing what feels right. Sometimes we're not in the mood to create content. Sometimes we don't feel like it. And I think when you force yourself to feel like it or you force yourself to keep up a certain, you know, facade or a certain image from day one, it makes it that much harder to get the ball rolling. So I literally would say scrap any type of expectation 
information that you have, scrap any idea that you have, any goal that you want to hit and just do it. Just start posting. Just start being true to yourself. Do what feels right to you. If you don't want to post every day, don't post every day. If you don't want to, you know, make certain content, then don't make it. Literally, we're not even getting paid for reels anymore. So if you don't want to make reels, don't make them, you know, like challenge yourself to just be true to you and just do what feels right to you. If you want to start every day, you know, with maybe like a little quote and maybe like a little live session, you know, save those lives. Like you can do whatever you want on social media. Like it's literally your platform. And I think having the right mindset when you step into it, being carefree, not having a super, super strict idea of what you want. I think all of that makes it 10 times easier to just, you know, roll with the punches and accept the space that you're in. I also didn't really know what my audience would be or who I was really talking to when I first got started. I always talk about knowing your audience with business owners when I'm working with them because knowing your audience helps you always know what kind of content to make. You always know what your audience is looking for. You can kind of have an idea of what they're interested in. And when you don't know your audience, you could be posting love stuff and you could have people that aren't even interested in that. Or you could be posting things about meditation and nobody in your audience is interested in that. So. It is important to know your audience, but what's more important is to realize that you curate your audience. Whatever type of person you want to come to your platform, whatever type of person that you want to you know, connect with you is the type of person that's looking for your vibe. Everybody's vibe isn't gonna be for everybody. You know, I have a lot of comments on earlier videos of people talking about my lashes being too long or my nails being too long, it's distracting, you know, just all kind of stuff about you know, how I speak or my delivery or what I'm talking about. Like I used to spend a lot of times deleting bad comments or just deleting trolls off of my platforms, YouTube mostly. So I think it's important to realize that everybody isn't gonna be your audience. Don't You don't have to worry about appealing to everyone. Just keep in mind that the information that you are putting out and the energy that you're putting out is absolutely what your audience is going to expect from you. If you start putting out very, very, very rigid, very organized, you know, very, specifically thought out and planned content if you want to start posting you know freely or just kind of not thinking about it too much or going off with your color scheme people might be like wait what is going on here I was here for the color scheme I was here for the vibe and that's the thing some people are going to want a page that is monochromatic some people are going to want a page that's going to give them the same thing or they want you know like a very minimalistic vibe so if you do, you know, decide to just not be true to yourself and just do what you think is going to give you the most attention, eventually you might get that following because you might have an idea of what people like, but eventually you can burn out because it's not really what you like. So I think it's important to just keep in mind that you really set the tone for who your audience is. Don't think that everybody online is just sitting waiting to critique you. Think that you are creating your art for this art gallery and then you get to go out and pick the people that you want to come into your gallery. That's basically what it is online. Whatever you put out is going to attract people that are specifically looking for that. So whatever you want to share, whatever you want to get into, you can share that. I don't do love spells. I don't teach people how to do love spells. So if you want to learn how to do that, I'm not going to be your kind of person. You're not going to want to follow me. I also don't do spell work for people. Like you can't send me money and have me do something on somebody else off your behalf. I'm not going to do that. And if you're looking for that, you're not going to come to my page. You're going to find somebody else that does that. So it's all about, you know, just being true to you and not feeling like you have to do things that you don't agree with or you don't enjoy because you feel it's going to make you a lot of, you know, it's going to give you a lot of engagement because there's a lot of things that I could choose to exploit on my 
um, Instagram. You know, I have so much stuff that happens in my family that I could talk about and exploit. I'm literally married. You know, I could exploit my marriage. I always say this. If I wanted to have a fucking relationship page, I could. Every time I post a glimpse of my husband's eyebrow, the, the photo goes viral. So, I mean, please, if I wanted to have a couple's page, I could do that. If I wanted to be a family page with my two cats and post content every day and post us, you know, post every time I get something nice, post every time we go on a date, post every time we have, you know, a day in bed together. I could do that. I could set up a camera and monetize my entire life if I wanted to, but I don't feel I have to do that. And I really don't want to do that. I know I could do well if I did that. I mean, that's what a lot of people are doing. People online now are literally getting animals that they don't want just to put it on social media. People are doing crazy stuff like shaving their heads and starting over on a natural hair journey when they don't really want to. People are, you know, we see people all the time now going on these religious crusades. So people really don't care about, you know, what they need to do to get into the public eye. Some people will quite literally do anything. So I think it's important to not be in a space where you're ready to do anything because the attention that you get online is never going to be worth it. And even if you do have a lot of great comments, you're also opening yourself up to having people talk shit about whatever you have going on online. So the things that are the most important to me, I like to keep them online, i.e. my relationship, my close friendships, you know, the people that I love the most in life. I see my account is like a business account and you know it's not something where I have to share my everyday life and I don't ever want to be in a space where people feel like I can't defend myself because I shared it online in the first place and that's what people will do you and you really don't get any benefit from sharing your most personal business online you don't get no benefit from putting your social security number online you just don't get no benefit from that so why give everybody everything when you still have to worry about the relationships that you have in real life like don't get too caught up in a relationship with your followers or your subscribers or don't get too caught up in that. You give people the life that you want them to have. You give people the perception of you that you want to have. Most of these motherfuckers online have a fake version of them. If you have to create a version of you that supports who you want to be online, then do that. You know, make sure it's true to you. Make sure you're putting your best foot forward, but don't ever feel like you have to air all of your dirty laundry or you have to share every little blip that happens in your relationship or in your home life. Or you have to, you know, if you have a kid, you have to make about a family. You can do it whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can share whatever you want, but be mindful of what you choose to allow to set the tone for you because what you allow to set the tone is more than likely what your audience is going to be looking for in the future. And if you start off doing stuff that you don't really enjoy, you might have to literally create an entire different platform to switch it up. And I would say maybe the last thing, you know, that I learned specifically about Instagram, and I want to talk a little bit more about different platforms and stuff like that. But I think the last big thing that I learned about Instagram is that it is important to have um, some level of consistency, but that consistency really is, you know, subjective, especially now. I think it's important to plan out your consistency. You might not do the best thing planning out 12 months of consistency. So just give yourself two months, be very consistent for 60 days, and then maybe give yourself a week where you only post twice a week. Now, twice a week might already be what somebody's goal is to post, but I'm going to let y'all know right now, if you really want to be successful online on social media, on any platform you don't have to post seven days a week if you don't want to but you at least want to be posting four days a week if not four um well no four you at least need to be posting four days a week you know 
Ideally, you might want to get to the point where you're posting every other day or maybe the days when you're not making, you know, big posts, you're doing something small like a community post on the YouTube or, you know, an IG story post. You know, there's different ways that you can interact with your audience, but you don't ever want to go ghost necessarily or go silent, you know, and if you do, you want it to be because you have a lot of content planned. So if you guys wanted to set yourself up to maybe take a break, you can do two months on, maybe you can take two weeks off and then hop back on and do two months take your two-week break then hop back on but make sure in that two-week break that you are reposting stuff on your story that you're being active that you're asking questions um, even if you choose to just do like maybe like a random um, you know post about what you've been up to or a photo dump over those two weeks to post whenever you get back you know you can make it your own, of course, but you do want to put yourself on some type of schedule. And I think the most important thing is to realize that it's going to work for you. It's going to be unique to your needs and your time and your effort and what you want to put into it. And of course, we have to understand as well, what we put in is what we want to get out. So if you put in a lot of time and a lot of effort, if you sit down and you dedicate your time to making content that you feel serves your best interest, serves your audience's best interest, making content that you feel you can stand on, you'll get a better return and you'll feel better about it and people will genuinely really enjoy it. So yeah, consistency is always key, but don't feel like you have to follow anyone's model. I always see people on um, Instagram talking about, you know, the tips of the trade to help you grow, you know, to 20K followers in a month or whatever the case may be. And I think that there are certain tricks of the trade, but I do think that it's important to find your own method um, because there is a method and a, a type of content that you have yet to create. You have to create your own lane. The people online that are doing the best have created their own lane. If you take the Instagrams of all of the spiritual practitioners online that have over 100K, I guarantee you every one of their Instagrams will look different. They'll all specialize in something different. They'll all have a different little oomph that they add to it. So it's really, really important to maintain your individuality because everybody's going to be looking at somebody. And you can quite literally be the person that everybody is looking for. And if you want to do this work, if you feel like you should be an influencer or a content creator or an entrepreneur, then there's absolutely something unique that you have to give to your audience in the form of service. And everyone has something within them that they need to give to the world, um, but everybody doesn't have to do it on a public platform. That's something else as well. If you want to, you know, be an influencer or an entrepreneur, but you aren't really comfortable with networking, you're not really comfortable with putting yourself out there, you don't really like creating content, you're not really good with scheduling, you're not really good with budgeting, you're not really good with, you know, um, sticking to tasks or, you know, being disciplined, you have issues picking up things and putting them back down and picking them up again. All of those things are going to be, you know, stuff that you want to issue um, and, issue is that the word I'm trying to say stuff that you want to be mindful of and stuff that you want to just I can't think of the word um the word that I'm trying to say my mind is literally going blank but address address that's stuff that you want to address okay you want to address that kind of stuff because when you're on your journey to being your own boss or being a content creator even if it's going to be even more so if it's going to be a side hustle the first thing that you're going to lose is your motivation 
the first thing you're gonna lose is your motivation. Because the first time you post a picture or the first time you post some content that you spent time working on and nobody sees it, you're gonna feel bad. The first time you post something and you spent all day editing this reel and it gets no views, you're gonna feel some type of way. The first time you post something and you do it without thinking and it goes viral, you're gonna be like, dang, like, so what have I been doing wrong this entire time? Especially if you're gonna try to recreate that viral moment. You know, there's so many people trying to recreate a viral moment, they literally make the same type of content every single day. I go on some people's Instagrams and look at their reels and every reel is the same audio. Do you guys ever see people online like that? And I also see Instagram coaches and Instagram people that are supposed to give out hacks and stuff about engagement. They'll post and say stuff like, oh yeah, if you have a good reel, post it again, repost your content. I'm like, damn, every day though? So I mean, you don't wanna be in a space where you feel tied down and attached to old content, old storylines, old, you know, downloads, old things that you wanted to share with your audience because that did well and you feel you won't be able to do well as you move forward because that's not true. You'll always have an opportunity to do something different, to find a new path, to step into new space is going to serve you better than the current one. So I definitely think, you know, dealing with insecurity, dealing with doubt, dealing with fear, dealing with things that cause you to just not stay disciplined, dealing with things that cause you to get off your rocker or just, you know, lose faith or lose hope. You know, when you're trying to build your own brand, there isn't anybody saying, hey, you need to post this at 10 o'clock today. You need to post this, you need to clock in, you need to make this content. You have to find that discipline. You have to do it for yourself. And after about three years of doing this, I feel like I finally have, you know, everything as a, you know, well-oiled machine where I'm able to, you know, handle all of my social media in the space that I need to handle it. But it took a lot of trial and error. I had to use a lot of different apps. I had to try out a lot of different content schedules. I wanted to post every day once. I wanted to post every other day. I had one day where I wanted to make reels one day and YouTube videos on one day and content on another day. Sometimes you just have to play it by ear. You know, there's so many different ways that you can create something that works for you. And every time it doesn't work for you, you can easily quit. Every time you get to a point where it doesn't work for you, you can easily be like, well, you know what, fuck it, I have a job anyway or I don't you know this isn't my my breadwinner anyway but what if it was your breadwinner would you be giving up that easily because if you would then maybe this isn't the space for you to be in anyway you know people often say that you really don't make a lot of money the first five years in a business and I think that's safe to say you know that might not be the case for everything but you do want to prepare to put in the work to create the platform that you want and you don't know how long that's going to take so if you want to step into a space where you are your own boss you are an entrepreneur you are an influencer whatever the case may be you want to give yourself the benefit of the doubt you want to really give yourself an opportunity to see what you can do if you are consistent for 18 months or if you are consistent for six months, take it six months at a time where you review your process, you figure out what's working, what isn't working, and you make it work for you, you know? But it's very, 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 very doable. And I feel as we, you know, move more and towards the future, you know, it's gonna be more accessible. It's already super accessible, but it's even gonna be more accessible for people to share their lives with the world and for people to also capitalize off of it and make it something that is a business because we will always wanna watch each other and, you know, getting everybody else's tea. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of benefit that can come from it. But of course, you want to make sure that you're in alignment. You want to make sure you feel good about it before you get started because it is, you know, easy to give up. 
And let's talk a little bit about product as well. So in a sense of product, I think it's in super, I think it's super important to just make sure that you don't overdo it with the product. Um, if you guys are interested in selling hair care products, you know, skin products, um, even things that you make, handmade stuff, books, journals, clothing, um, jewelry, accessories, services, whatever the case may be. I think it is super important to not be too attached to anything that you're selling because you don't know if your audience is going to like it or not. You don't know if it's going to sell or not. You don't know if the consumers want it or not. And everybody can make a candle. Everybody can make a bath scrub. Everybody can make a dress. You know, everybody can learn the skills and sell the stuff. But there is specifically something that only you can do in the way you can do it. And I feel that's what you want to sell. That's what you want to market. That's what you want to find. And typically this is something that you're super, super passionate about. You probably already know what this is. If you could be in your lab all day creating it and curating it, you could. Now you can sell a bar of soap just like Dove, just like Irish Spring, just like everybody else that's selling soap. But a great way to make your product different is to create a storyline and to create an experience that is unique to what you are selling. So if you are, you know, creating something and let's say you really are into astrology or you want an astrology line of, you know, like soaps or beauty products, you could possibly send out, you know, like a birth chart with every order. You could have people put in their, um, their birthday information and you can print out like a birth chart for them. Literally, you could just go to like the birth chart calculator and print out all all of that information but you know you could staple it together and have like a little birth chart you know report that comes with every order and it could just be you know a special thing from you to your um to your customers or after people get a certain amount of orders they get a free birth chart if you wanted to do readings and you know step into beauty spaces you could do certain you know readings or certain specials or certain deals or you can have certain products that are related to the other types of content that you're going to be making or related to the other types of, you know, products and things that you want to sell. You can set up sets and experiences. Um, you can even have pop-up events, you know, where you show demonstrations of how you use this stuff or you encourage people to, you know, do their own, you know, foot soaks or, you know, where you have a Yoni steam party where you get all of the equipment and everyone can, you know, try your Yoni herbal steaming products, you know. There's so many different ways to make something unique to you, but that's the first place where you want to start. How can you make it unique? And I feel like that's something that everybody talks about. Sell me this pen, you know, how can you sell me this pen and let me know I need this thing more than anything. But I feel like, you know, taking a different approach to it is to just think about, you know, what you want to have your customer experience and also what you want to give your customer. You know, if it's more than just a product, if you want to give them an affirmation card, if you want to, you know, bless every order before you send it out, if you want to, you know, give a little freebie for something you're working on in the future, if you maybe want to create an email list and just send out, you know, motivational quotes to everyone every week or you know send out you know maybe like a yoga calendar every week that your you know customers can use because you're passionate about yoga as well you know I always think it's best to create a universe that's typically what I call it just a universe an overall brand an overall umbrella of everything that you are and everything that you represent and all of the many parts of you that you want to be I feel like a lot of times we are interested in beauty and we're interested in lifestyle content and vlogging and we also want to maybe be sell clothing we also might want to you know do being a travel agent there's so many different things that you can do 
And I'm not going to tell you, you can only have one side hustle or two side hustles or three jobs. You can literally have as many jobs as you want. You know, the girls been told us we need to have 11 streams of income if we want to be financially abundant or whatever the case may be. Um, so we always, you know, are going to be open to another bag. But I think it's important to be mindful of the time and the attention that it takes for you to do the things that you want to do. I have a lot going on, you know, with my book club and with my herbs and, you know, with my YouTube and even with the podcast but I feel like the way that I do all of the things that I have going on works with my schedule it's easy for me to talk to myself it's easy for me to have a conversation and I don't even edit these podcast episodes y'all so when I sit down and record this I literally just talk for 40 minutes straight and then I literally upload it so it's super easy for me to do I don't have to think too much about it similar to the book club I like reading and I kind of want to read on a more consistent basis anyway so running a book club is easy to me because I enjoy to read it's not that big of a strain for me to read every week sometimes I only have to read one day out of the week to you know catch up on a reading assignment so it's something that comes easy to me the same thing with the apothecary I am interested herbal medicine I've always been interested in mixing up you know different herbs and the properties of different herbs how medicinal herbs are I was always interested about it and you know I'm happy that I'm able to bring it to a lot of people that maybe you know want to stop smoking or want to tap into the healing powers of herbs but just don't know how to I pride myself in making a lot of stuff accessible to people where maybe the information wouldn't be accessible or they wouldn't have someone that looked like them or sounded like them or someone they can relate to that's giving them that information so I think it's important to you know make sure that everything you're that that you're interested in fits underneath your umbrella which is going to be very unique to you but be open to winning some and losing some it's plenty of products that I thought were going to be a hit and it was not a hit and I wasted a bunch of money it's plenty of times where I literally did a drop for a product and I made like a bunch of pre-orders because I just knew it was going to sell out and it didn't sell out at all and I literally had to look at those fucking pre-roll pre-orders and look stupid you know, um, or just thinking that I wanted to offer a different service and people not really being interested in it or trying another YouTube type of video and I only get, you know, 5% of the likes that I usually get. Sometimes you're going to do good and sometimes it isn't going to do good, but every time you have to make sure that you enjoy what you do and you have to go into it thinking that every time you offer something or post something or sell something that it's consumer research everything that you sell is consumer research every product everything you ship out everything you post it's an opportunity for you to learn about your consumer it's an opportunity for you to learn about who is watching you who's watching the ads who's pressing like who's sharing your content it's a chance to learn and you're always going to be learning your audience is always going to be changing and when you view it that way I feel like it makes it a lot more fun it makes it a lot more enjoyable and this type of work should be the most fun you should not leave your job or be considering leaving your job and you try to make content and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed that's not how it should be you know this should be the fun job this should be the cool job this should be the thing that you're able to turn to that makes you feel good that keeps you motivated and you know that keeps you you know having control over your life, having control over your time, having control over your energy. So 
yeah, I definitely feel that, you know, becoming an influencer, um, being in a space where you are able to work with different brands, promote for different brands, I don't think that's ever going anywhere. Now, I do think that, you know, as time is getting on, it's definitely going to be harder to work with brands. You know, we're getting paid a lot less for YouTube ads. They're not even paying people for Instagram reels anymore. So I think it's important to make sure that you're building your brand so you can reach out to audiences. You can reach out to, you know, employers. You can reach out to these brand owners, even if you send them a DM and say, hi, I'm a micro influencer or I'm an influencer. You know, I can email you like a copy of my rates or I can email you my media kit. Or even if you just want to do some free promotion to just build up your portfolio and build up your media kit, um, which essentially just lets other brands know who you have worked with, you know, the type of content that you do, what's your highest numbers, you know, your demographics and who's watching your stuff and things like that. So yeah, I definitely think it's great to create a system that can make you money, um, whether you're getting paid through ads or not, whether these apps are paying you or not. I think the goal is to create an audience of people that believe in you, believe in what you're doing. Um, and also, you know, to make whatever you're doing accessible, to make whatever you're doing, um, you know, available to the people that need it, to the people that are going to be, you know, ultimately supporting you and funding your dream, funding your lifestyle as you're moving forward. So yeah, guys, I feel like there's a lot more that I can say um, about things that I've learned, you know, on my entrepreneurship journey thus far. Um, but, you know, I think it's important to create your boundaries and I think it's important to know what you want to do. I always felt like I wanted to, you know, work for myself. And I remember when I was in college for psychology, I really wanted my own practice. And my dream was to have like an office, you know, on like the first floor of my house or to have like a guest house in the back. That would be my psychology office, um, you know, my private practice where I would take my clients at my home and literally just be able to go in my office in my room, you know have my clients have my meeting go back to my room later put on a robe unwind like that literally was my dream so I feel like what I do is similar to therapy you know with the readings that I do and the mentoring that I do and the self-help and the the spiritual advisory I do feel like it's similar to therapy in a way um, but you know I said that to say I was in school for psychology after that I went to cosmetology school now I loved being a hairstylist one because of the money that I would make every day um, I like being in charge of my schedule I liked you know being able to you know be my own boss come and go as I please you know do my own thing travel when I want having freedom of my time has always been very very important to me so I've always really enjoyed that also I would have to say you know whenever I was really really getting into working sometimes I would have clients all day long. I would take six clients and I would be on my feet all day. And sometimes I would have multiple days like this. I remember one time I literally fainted, like I completely blacked out and passed out um, because I was just exhausted from being on my feet so long. And I don't think people understand the the effects on your body of being a hairstylist, being a nail tech, being a lash check, being hunched over all day or being on your feet all day, working your hands all day. Um, it's really not always the best thing, you know? And I'm in Texas, so sometimes I'm in this heat and I'm working and it will be all kinds of crazy. So I felt like, you know, 
I liked doing hair. I liked some parts of it, but I just hated that I had to be on my feet all day. I hated always working on the weekend, always working all summer because, you know, the girls want their hair done. So the times when I would want to be free, I feel like I would be my busiest. And I really, 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 really hated that. So I wanted more freedom. I wanted to enjoy more of my time and I wanted to enjoy it in a way that, you know, served me. I wanted to enjoy my time how I wanted to. So I knew that I eventually was going to want to stop doing hair. And I feel like what I do now encompasses all of my favorite things. I love making stuff for people. I love making stuff that heals people. I love hearing people say that they've tried my herbal products and it's helped their anxiety or it's helped their breathing or, you know, they don't have to take certain medicine anymore because they rely on my products and it helps them. I like, you know, working with people that only have to get a reading from me every three months or however often you have to get a reading from me. I like being able to help people and send them on their path to healing, you know, individually. You know, like in my bio on Instagram, I have leading you to be self-sufficient in your healing journey. And that really encompasses everything I've always wanted to do, allowing people to be self-sufficient on their healing journey as they move forward, giving you the tools so you can take care of yourself, essentially. Um, That was always something that I was really passionate about. And I feel like, you know, even as a hairstylist, my clients would cry to me. We would talk about all kinds of stuff. They would vent to me like it literally was therapy. So I think stepping into this was perfect, you know, but I say that to say you will get to where you need to be. And the sooner you get started, the sooner you get there. You know, I started my journey of being a hairstylist in 2017 when I started YouTube. I thought I was literally gonna be doing like beauty videos and hairstylist tips and stuff forever. I had no clue that I was gonna start doing readings and, you know, start doing mentoring and stuff like that. So it's important, you know, the the journey that you go once you take that first step. So. Don't feel like you have to have a perfect right now. Don't feel like you have to know your Instagram name, know your YouTube name, know your branding, get your LLC. Don't feel like you have to do all of this stuff right now. Give yourself a year to get comfortable and decide if you even want to do this or not. Give yourself a year to decide if this is something you really want to invest your time and your money into. Don't waste your time and do not waste your money. Do not waste your time. Do not waste your money. You know, really give yourself time to see if this is something that you want to dedicate your time to, if this is something that makes you feel fulfilled and create a business plan, you know, have people in your life that can pour into you. I definitely would want to make more videos, um, not more videos, more episodes about this. If you guys are interested in more business talk, definitely join the group chat, go to um, the Instagram at Sake of Solidarity, click the link in the bio, join the group me so you can let me know what business questions you have so we can get into more see. Um, but yeah, it's just important to be, you know, true to yourself. And it's important to give yourself an opportunity to just try because you don't know what rabbit hole you're going to be led down. If you just try, if you just give it a shot, you don't know what you'll end up creating and what you'll end up doing. And I first created my Instagram similar to this. I had an Instagram a while back that was called the it girl survival guide. And one of my first, um, Instagram names had it girl in it. So it girl was literally just a big part of my brand before I even had a brand. And I created the it girl survival guide, which is essentially what sacred solidarity is now, you know, the it girl survival guide, I would post tips every day, you know, hacks about, you know, living your best life and, you know, loving yourself and being an it girl and, you know, living a life of luxury and things 
things like that. And I feel like I can see little bits of me doing this work and all of the things that I have been doing leading up to this point. And I feel once you, you know, get on the bowl, get on the bowl, get on the roll for your journey, you'll be able to look back and see the same thing where you can see little seeds being planted. Um, because whenever you commit to your journey and you allow things to happen, doors will open up and you'll end up exactly where you need to be. So Yes, guys, I hope you enjoyed this spiel about some things that I've learned in my influencing and my content creating in my entrepreneurship journey as a whole. And I appreciate you guys. I love y'all. Again, make sure you guys check us out on Instagram. I thank you guys for being here always, always, always. And yes, I appreciate you guys. I love y'all and I will see you guys next time. Let me know how you feel about this video. Why do I keep thinking I'm filming a video right now? Let me know how you guys feel about this podcast episode underneath the feed post. You guys know I always post a little summary of these episodes so let me know how you guys are feeling but I appreciate you guys I thank you guys for being here and I will see you guys next time bye guys bless